Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing, and hopefully, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. I think it's super inspiring when people are on one path and they're killing it on that path but they decide to honor themselves and go for something they've always wanted to do and that's what this week's guest is all about. Callie is such a badass. She has been or was I should say a TV producer for 10 years and then she finally decided to follow her dream, follow that little voice inside her and build the most incredible um, three-tiered wellness and fitness facility known as Bolo. She is such an amazing person. I love her so much. And when we were able to make the podcast work, I was over the moon. And then she shows up with two smoothies and I was actually starving at the time. And it was just great. It was just such a great way to kick off the podcast, celebrating putting good food into our bodies, having a conversation all about following your dreams, getting candid about, you know, burnouts and how they're very serious and shouldn't be joked about. You know, we dabble into cognitive behavioral therapy. We explore body image and body love, which is, of course, where Bolo comes from. And then it's really interesting because her husband also happens to be her business partner, which I'm sure you can assume is not the easiest thing to manage. And I really love how she was saying that they have to carve out a no work zone. And their no work zone is their hot tub. Because in the hot tub, you can't have your phone. Their dogs can't be in there. And it's just them. And for them, that's their moment where they really just put work on the back burner and just try to be present with one another. This is just a small sampling of what you're going to hear. Callie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so grateful for you and your time. And I'm so inspired by your entrepreneurial grit and the way that you show up every day to your job with passion, dedication, and purpose. So as you can tell, I kind of got a curl crush on Callie because she's amazing. So enjoy this week's episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast with Callie. Before we do anything, I just need to say thank you for this delicious shake. Anything with nut butter really speaks to my heart. You just showed up. You had two options. There was a green one. There was a nutty one. (laughs) Callie, you are a queen. I know what my girl needs. I mean, these are great. And at Bolo, you guys have the best names. We have all names that are named after fighters. So which are these two? This one is a Mayweather milkshake. <laughs> oh, no, McGregor milkshake. McGregor milkshake with almond butter because you mm. got to add the butter. Mm. And this one is a Layla All Green named after Layla Ali. So good. Yeah. I obviously went for like the milkshake one. It's like a go, treat. You got to go for what you're like craving in that moment. I've never said no to nut butter. I, I got to really perfect. ration myself. I came in really wanting the green one, so I was really happy. Really? With it. Yes. It worked out. It did. Okay, well, cheers to you. Cheers, babe. Thank you so much. Um, 
I'm like looking at this logo and I see Bolo and I see body love and then I see your face and I just want to say thank you for being on the podcast because everything that you are accomplishing and the transition you've been through to get to this place is so inspiring and aspirational. And it's one of those stories where I'm just like, wow, like if you have a dream, you can hustle and make it happen. Might not be easy. It might not be overnight. It's definitely not going to be overnight, but like it's possible. Thank you. Like when you wanted to create Bolo, what was your vision and has that vision transpired or did things change along the way? That's a really good question. Um, so Bolo came to me out of nowhere. People ask me all the time, like, oh, your dream is fulfilled of owning a fitness facility. I'm like, not at all. I never had a dream of opening my own gym. In fact, all the times I spend in gyms and people would say to me like, oh, would you ever open your own space? I was like, hell to the no. Sounds like a lot of fucking responsibility. sounds like a lot of hassle. sounds like a lot of money and none of it coming into my pocket. <laughs> um, and so, no, that was never my dream. But when the inspiration came to me after, you know, many, many years in an entirely different industry, I felt like it was something I couldn't ignore. And it was so strong and it was like pulling me so hard um, that I just felt like there was no other avenue. Um, yeah, and then so when I conceptualized the idea of Bolo having this facility that had uh, multiple industries and sort of like a one-stop shop for like-minded urban hustlers like you and me, uh, people who wanted to work and not sacrifice one minute of their hustle time, but also not compromise their wellness, um, all the different kinds of ways they want to move their body, all the kinds of different ways they want to fuel their body, and then looking glamorous and feeling confident to move on to their next destination. So putting the salon with the workspace cafe with the gym space. Um, that came about because of needs that I had. I felt like I needed a place where I could finish an article and write some emails and FaceTime my mom, and then I needed a place where I could get an uncompromising sweat where I could just sweat my face off literally. And then I needed a place where I could pop into a salon and just have someone help me out, whether it's a 10 minute like braids session where they just put my hair into braids and send me on my way, a sweaty mess, but like at least like somewhat put together. Yeah. Um, or if they have the full 60 minutes to like, you know, really wash me and get me fully in order. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the overall vibe of the, of the structure of the business. But more importantly, I longed for a place where I could go and feel totally supported, totally accepted for exactly as I am. Mm -hmm. I think I've been an athlete my whole life. I've never felt like a six pack was in my reach or sort of my main goal. But I felt often like I would go to places and I would be feeling uncomfortable or feel awkward or feel not accepted because I didn't have that goal and I didn't have that body. Um, but I'm a really strong, competent, amazing athlete. So like, why should I feel that way? We should all feel like we have a space in fitness regardless of what we look like. Um, and so the overall vibe that I wanted it to be was this amazing home for all of us to go and just feel like we're enough and feel like we should be able to move our body however we want, if we want to lift, if we want to do mountain climbers, if we want to be in a hot room just sweating it out. Um, we should be able to do all those things and do it under one roof instead of being kind of scattered around the city and not having a community to kind of call home. So, yeah. <laughs> that is, that is <laughs> I mean, 
I'm exhausted hearing you say all of that. Like, I just imagine you sitting and trying to create a business plan with all of these elements. Like, there are so and many elements to Bolo, which is what I think makes it so special. Yeah. Above and beyond the energy that's present in Bolo, where it is the most accepting, supportive, empowering place, the logistical side of Bolo yeah. is next level. You want to eat, and you want to eat healthy, and yeah. also still affordable? You got it. You want a place where you can work and be welcomed with open arms for a couple hours or however long you need? You got it. You yeah. want to sweat in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. And you also want nice bathrooms that don't smell or have hair everywhere. Right? Like, you got it. Yes. Like, we try anyways. Oh, no, it's good. It's good. I mean, hair, women, we lose our hair all the time. But yeah. it's it's such a multifaceted place. Yeah. And I think it's so reflective of where we are in society. Like, Toronto is a multifaceted city. Totally. Where people no longer just do one thing. They've no. got their, their main job, their side hustle, their family, their friends, their whatever it is that they're trying to launch yeah. and bolo supports that because you especially yeah. where it's located like you are just getting people from all walks of life who are just trying to be healthier and take care of themselves yeah i just wanted a place where you didn't have to compromise so much i want people to live to the fullest degree i don't want you to give up your side hustle so that you can get a sweat those are two things that should never come head to head you should mm -hmm. never have to choose between those two things you should like have your hustle have your sweat have your vanity and your glamour like don't apologize for those things. And I just wanted to be there to support people in all of their complexities. I feel like for a really long time, so a little bit of background, Chloe and I know each other in a previous life when I was a TV producer. I worked at CTV as well for a decade. A decade, people. A decade. I know. I started when I was like eight years old. It's hard to believe. <laughs> You're so young. So young. We're, we're both young, young chickens. Young, young, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and I always felt, so I started boxing at the, around the same time as I started TV producing, like in my early 20s. And so I was competitively boxing. But then I also had this like ultra glamorous persona, sort of like evolved since. But I used to come to work in tutus and I had a headpiece company. I made like floral headpieces and I wanted to wear lipstick and hats and like heels. So extra. So extra. Like unapologetically extra. You did camp extra. before Met did camp. Actually, though, <laughs> those who know, know. And and then I would go to the boxing gym in all of this campy glory, and I would kind of, like, wipe off my lipstick and put it on my face like war paint and go into the ring. And I always felt like people couldn't um, sort of, like, understand those two sides to me, this kind of, like, badass side that I just wanted to, like, get in the ring and, like, hit shit, literally. And this side of me that, like, wanted to show up in a tutu and be feminine and be confident. And I'm like, I needed a place at that time that, like, really not just accepted me for who I was, but celebrated mm -hmm. me for all the things that made me me. So Bolo is kind of like all those things coming together now. Like, it seems random to go from 10 years in television to owning a three-industry fitness wellness facility with zero business experience. <laughs> But when you actually break down the elements, it's like all the things that I've been longing for my whole adult life uh, coming together as one. Um, and like back to your question about whether I had to like compromise anything. So I had a really, really, really distinct vision of what I wanted when I saw Bolo. It was like so clear to me. And You're like JK Rowling with Harry Potter. Oh, wow. I mean. If your vision was your vision and it's in like that's like that's. It's like almost divine. Like the universe was like, it's, this is what you got to do, Callie. Like, here we go. It's strange. It's really strange because I did not compromise one 
thing. Not one thing. And people, like investors, I took meetings with people and they looked at me like I had 17 heads, like as though I was like the, like had no sense of what could be possible. And people turned me down and told me it wasn't possible, told me no one would come, didn't understand it. Yeah. And I stayed true to what I truly felt in my heart was something that other people were going to need. And down to like the type of person that works there, the type of menu we have, the type of events that we host, and just the vibe when you walk in the door, like... And, and every single class that we have, they're all, you know, it's a very diverse range of classes. You've been, we have everything from boxing to power strength to animal flow in a hot room and everything in between. And truly when it was just me and a notepad and like a mimosa thinking about like dream life, what do <laughs> I want? It was like all those things are on my list. So now that it's here. It's in existence. The classes are packed, which I can vouch for because I have been waitlisted. <laughs> and sometimes I'll DM you and I'm like, please. And you're like, ah, you gotta wait. You might get in. Go Not get in. true. <laughs> <laughs> JK, she gets me in every time. Um, it's like, how do you feel? Obviously, running a business is not easy. There are tough days. There are busy days. There are days where people get sick and you're stuck filling in for all the classes. Yeah. But it's happening. Yeah. It's real. People are there and they're they're living it and embracing it and celebrating it. Mm -hmm. Have you had a chance to step back and look at it and be like, I fucking did it? Yeah. Um, I try really hard to remind myself to do that. Uh, there are moments when I'm in there and I'm like so full of like, gratitude not just gratitude obviously for the universe and I am grateful for myself for sticking true to what I believed in for putting in the work um, and and I do take those moments to reflect probably not as often as I should it's amazing how good I feel when I'm there throughout the stress and throughout the bad moments because as an entrepreneur like nothing is ever positive all the time mm -hmm. but if I'm having a bad day and I'm at home and I go to bolo my day is better so if there's a magical thing that happens when I'm in there like I can't help but smile I can't help but just feel the love the body love the crew love the community love like it really is my happy place which is amazing but it's also hard to then draw boundaries for myself mm -hmm. because I try to take days off Obviously, <laughs> I did. What like, a what a weird notion, Callie. Even days Beyonce off. needs days off. I think <laughs> she does. Maybe she, she does. doesn't. Um, and then I'm home, and I'm kind of like want to be there. So I'm there probably more than I should be mm -hmm. because I need to take space for myself for self care, whatever. But like I want to be there so bad all the time. So it's like a really weird I thing. But then I burn out. And then, you know, I have lots of health complications to think about. And then, you know, if I burn out, I'm no good to anybody. So I'm really trying my best to find that balance. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, no, it's... Uh, I think it's good that you want to be there as often as you do. But the finding balance and the getting distance must be so difficult, especially as a relatively new entrepreneur in an industry that you haven't previously worked in. But then on top of it, your hubby is your business partner. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was chatting with, with Joy McCarthy on a previous episode of the podcast yes. and their partners yes. as well. Yes. And we were chatting about the beauties of it, yeah. but also it does make it a little bit harder to unplug, to take a step back when not only do you work for the same company, your own company, 
but you're also partners in a completely different way. Like, are you guys able to find that that separation or is it just all one happy potluck of a mess? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we haven't quite mastered that. <laughs> it's It's really me. Like, I think... <clears throat> I'm not even sure if it's because we're business partners and, you know, probably that's a component. I think the biggest issue is I'm just all in. Like, I'm all consumed by Bolo. Um, it's the only thing I think thing I think about other than my dogs and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, it is me and I am it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to, like, tear it away and my mind's always going a mile a minute how can I improve what happened today like how can we make tomorrow better what partnerships are on the table what aren't on the table that I can get on the table you know what meetings do I have and then I have you know my whole side hustle on Instagram that I have to consider so like there's a lot going on in my mind at all times and and James is my my husband he's my best friend he's my business partner and he's the person I trust the most in the world so like I can't imagine not talking to him about it at every moment that it comes to mind. I also like have no filter most of the time. So I'm just saying whatever's on my mind Um, and certainly want his feedback and just want to share with him. And also I find it like helps to talk about a problem to see the end of it. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of talk yourself through it. And then by the end of a conversation, you're like, Oh, that was, it seems so much easier now. Yeah. Um, So certainly we talk about work 95% of the time. So, um, so work-life balance, work, life work in progress. Work-life work balance, work-love balance, work-intimacy balance. Like, we're just getting through it. We have a hot tub, which I find to be the space where we try to get the most boundaries. So when we're in the hot tub at night, it's, like, a nice recovery for my body. And then it's also, like, you can't have your phone because it's, like, you're in water. Yep. You can't um, have dogs because they can't come in. So it's kind of, like, a nice private space for us. And we try to have, like, a no work I love that and so it starts there (laughs) baby steps that's a great I I love that so 20 minutes every other day that we don't talk about work (laughs) you know what just those 20 minutes I'm trying to be honest though like it's not it hasn't been a super you know there's a lot of love but it's not the most romantic sexy year of our lives it's very it's a grind it's um it's just a whole different kind of world but we'll find our way yeah. back. And the beauty of of being business partners and life partners is when the good moments happen in the business, you get to celebrate that as a team. Totally. You know, you could experience the lows, sure, together. But the highs, those are highs that you guys accomplish together. I, and I, like, bow down because that, I'm sure, is such uh, a hard thing to manage and navigate. But you guys are doing it. I want to say that I would have started this with or without him, but I really truly believe that doing it with someone who has your back wholly and who you can trust implicitly, like with your life, with your business, with your livelihood, with your dream, uh, makes it a lot easier. So having had him, especially from day one, uh, I think really pushed me to do it as quickly as I did. I think without his support and obviously his help, um, it would have been challenging. I mean, I remember him at the pop-up. Yeah. Like and bringing like in sales, just, checking yes. people in. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Totally. Like he was in the class getting, <laughs> he was supporting the vibe, like yeah, the, from the pop-up to that massive space and you guys are killing it. So I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. He's amazing. He's a great supporter and he really like believes in it. He believes in me and he believes in it and he has no ego. So he's like in there, he'll like, 
you know, right now I think he's there and he's like cleaning out the tops of the lights because I told him they thought they were messy. And he's just there. Angel. And he just is like the best support ever, you know, physically, emotionally and everything in between. Which is important because, I mean, earlier you mentioned that burnouts happen and burnouts happen for everybody. But if you are a hustler by nature, pursuing your passion Mm -hmm. and won't compromise until your dreams come true, the underbelly of that is that burnout is on the table and can happen and and it happens to a lot of people and I feel like we don't talk enough about burnouts and how just debilitating they can be and how hard it is to get through them and no matter how smart you are and intelligent you are sometimes you don't realize it's happening until it's too late and you're just it's like you've been hit by an 18-wheeler truck and you're just like Ugh, like, no, I can't be burnt out right now. There's yeah. too much happening. Totally. But sometimes your body and your mind just shut down and, like, you are forced to take a pause. Like, what do you do when that happens? <sighs> Burnout. First of all, I don't know if you saw that it was just, like, literally um, came out from sort of, like, the health research community that burnout is, like, a legitimate mental health um diagnosis really yeah just came out this week which I'm so grateful for because I think people people talk about burnout like it's a joke but it is no joke as far as I'm concerned it's very real I see it happen to myself I have seen it happen to my husband on a very severe level I've seen it happen you know to a lot of entrepreneurs that I that I deal with and I think it shouldn't be um, ignored or joked about um I definitely experience burnout on a regular basis. I go and I go and I go and I go and I go until I can't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. I also, like, having said that, like I've mentioned already since our conversation started, that I have, like, health concerns that create a bigger wave when I have a burnout moment. Like, it's just, it's a tidal wave. Um, So I have really bad inflammation, so I'll wake up. My hands are so swollen that I can't even close them. Um... I consider myself like, obviously, I'm a fighter through and through. I can usually fight through pain. I can fight through discomfort. Um, There are days I wake up and I, like, cry in bed all day. And it's not, I'm not sad. I'm just so exhausted. And that's not okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm working on finding a better balance because that's not helpful It's also really shitty when I have only one day off in like a couple of weeks and I have to spend it in bed. Yeah. Like I want to go and live and enjoy and be with my husband and be with my dogs and go to brunch. Like I feel jealous sometimes of like people that can do those things even just on their one or two days off a week because I burn out to the point where I have to miss those days and those opportunities. It makes me really sad. Um, So yeah, I'm still working on it and I think like... We all need to find that balance better, whether you own your own business or not. Yeah. Like, burnout isn't just for entrepreneurs. No. It's for everybody. The first time I experienced uh, a burnout that changed the course of my life was when I was doing my second degree at McGill. And at that point, I had done one and was halfway through my second, always had at least two part-time jobs, you know, killer student on sports teams, great social life, volunteered, everything. I was doing everything, living on my own, paying for school, paying for rent. And I did not realize that I was on the verge of a huge burnout until I fully burnt out 
was called into the mental health office at McGill and they sat me down and they basically told me, we think that you should take a sabbatical. Wow. And well, first of all, kudos to them. Like yeah. that's, that feels really, that's progressive. Yeah. I think it was one of the, one of the instructors was just like, I think you should speak to someone. And, uh, and I ended up taking that sabbatical and it was during the sabbatical that the VJ search happened. And truly, I mean, as much as, well, I wish that burnout, yeah, like I, as much as that burnout crushed me, it also changed the course of my life. And now I talk about burnouts and I hate when people joke about burnout so they don't take them seriously because when you experience it, you know how bad it can be. And sometimes it can be short lived. It can be a day and you can come back and you can be ready to rock and roll or it can last a long time. And it's just like a much harder thing to manage, but they happen and I am the worst at knowing they're going to happen. Like I go, 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 adrenaline is rushing. I'm saying yes, shoots are going well. HIH is growing, you know, killing it at eTalk. Yeah. I'm gonna see my friends, but I'm yeah. also gonna FaceTime mom every day. And, and then it gets to a point where I wake up and for me, it's I can't stop crying. Yeah. Like I cannot hold in the tears. And it's not because I'm sad, like no. you said. It's just like, just I, it's so many feelings that it, they're just coming out of me. And like the only way they know how to come out is through my eyeballs. And it's really hard to do my job when I'm crying all the time. And I literally experienced this yesterday. I cried, and you know that office. It's an open office. I cried in front of so many people. So many people. And it's just pure exhaustion. Something I love about you and following you on Instagram is I feel like you really hold yourself accountable to telling your followers and your community how you're doing. Um, obviously, I know you. Um, and we see each other sometimes, you know, outside of the mm -hmm. office. But... Seeing you and your sort of openness to share when you're having a bad period, when you're having a bad, tired day, people see your hustle, but they also see the realness. And that's something I also try to hold myself accountable to because most of the time when I say I am too tired to function today and I'm, I'm sad and I'm like just feeling off my game and like I can't do anything right, that's when I get the most messages, not mm -hmm. just of support, but of just saying like, ugh, I feel this too and thank you for normalizing it and letting it be okay. And I feel like you do that really well. And even for me, like I watch you, I'm like, oh my God, she's killing it. She's hustling so hard. But then there's a moment when you're like, guys, yes, I'm hustling, but I'm also human and I'm having a human moment. And so you crying in the e-talk office <laughs> is a human moment, you know, and burnout yeah. is a human thing. And I feel like, you know, we're on our way to living in a world where we can talk about it more and I think this is obviously you know extension yeah. of that um, and so like thank you for for having this these conversations yeah. and for having those conversations with your community on Instagram I think it's really important thanks Carl yeah now if only we could figure out how to avoid burnouts while yeah. still accomplishing everything if you figure it out do yeah. let me know please feel free to slide into our DMs you know anytime. what I think like it's a double-edged sword because obviously like we are so passionate about what we're doing and what a blessing. Yeah. I feel like I never want to take that for granted either. And so like we have the luxury of following through on our passions totally. and, and you have made it into your life career, yeah. you know, like for, for now HIH is this beautiful passion project of mine, but the luxury of being able to work on HIH and having that be my career one day and my life's work, like, yeah. Oh, Oh, it's everything like it's a, it's a and so when I'm having those days and certainly it's hard in those days to be like but you live such a blessed life where you're like living your true purpose but in the moments when I can remind myself of that it definitely it helps lessen the burden yeah. 
Also, we are human. Yes. Human. Yes. Watch the Beyonce documentary. She is human. So I am so, so, so human. Like I am, (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost human to like an abnormal degree. (laughs) And I I really try to talk about that. I'm very, I'm a very sensitive person and business is a place where you can't really have, um, those, the sensitivities that I do have. And we were talking about this before and I'm still working on it. So like I'm sensitive. I take things personally when I shouldn't. I'm, you know, I have a hard time negotiating. I have a hard time hearing negative feedback. I have a hard time having hard conversations with employees. Like I have a hard time functioning when I'm tired. Oh my God. We are, you're saying all of this and like minus the employee thing. I'm like, yep, that's me. Like I am, like I feel the feels and it translates into everything and it's hard, but I think it's a blessing and a curse. Like you said, it's a double-edged sword to feel the feels the way we do because we are very in tune with, with like human connection and people and being able to be there through the thick times. But sometimes you just like, I wish I could just like turn the feelings off and be like, okay, today, this is what's going to happen. A, B, and C. And there will be no emotions attached. It's so interesting. I said it before and I've said it a lot recently that I'm like jealous of the people that don't feel all the feels like, you know, those people who just kind of like, they can brush it off. They, you know, someone says something that might be hurtful and they're just like, well, that's your opinion. And they truly believe it, um, in a really authentic way. And it's not mean, it's Mm -hmm. just that they don't retain it. They're not, they don't absorb every single thing. And I always say this to my husband, like, I'm just jealous of the people that can walk away from things, compartmentalize and just like not carry that anxiety with them. And I'm not one of those people, but I do believe that like, obviously a balance is nice, like walking the line. Um, but I'm so far to the other side that it's really something that I'm focused on. I'm working on. I have like a, a therapist energy healer who's like helping me just kind of like learn to brush things off faster. Wow. Instead of carrying them with me. So I've interacted with an energy healer once. It was at uh, like a weekend away up in the middle of the woods. I didn't know what to expect. Got a, a Reiki massage. Okay. There was uh, it was there was an energy healer there, and I didn't know what to expect. And I don't know if this is what you experienced, but I was lying down on a table, and the energy healer put her hands up and down my body, and she could sense the energy and the things she would say to me were so detailed and specific yeah. to my life to my thoughts, to my dreams, to my past, that I went in a little bit cynical, but open-minded. I'm always open-minded, but I was like, I don't know. Like, I come from a science background. I don't, haven't read research on this, but like, maybe there's just no research yet. And holy shit. Yeah. But that w- I only had that one session. I think it'd be interesting to see someone on a regular basis. Yeah, it is interesting because I'm also a bit skeptical about that stuff, but also very open-minded. And, um... I do have the luxury uh, or the privilege of working with this woman every week. And I would say it's almost like we have a full therapy session. Like she chats to me. We talk about my life. She just gets me on a deep level. I'm, I love her. Um, and then at the very end, we'll take like 20 minutes for her to do some energy work. So she's not a Reiki practitioner, um, but she does move energy around and she can sense things. Um, she actually puts her hands right on my body. So it's not just above, but she can... She puts her hands right on my body and she can feel where there's like, there's no flow and, and where there's like no activity or too much activity or, you know, where I'm carrying sort of negativity or having sticking points. Um, and it's, it's a really interesting process. I'm very open to it, but I would say the more, more profound part is just her being kind of a therapist with a different type of perspective. 
I'm really, really an advocate for therapy, but I've never found a therapist in traditional therapy um, environments where I've really felt like it was work that was really yeah. productive for me. And this therapy that I do with Sara, her name is Sara Moncrief, um, is like the best I've ever done. And I look forward to our sessions and I just feel like I can just talk about me. I don't have to talk about, you know, what it was like as a child, which I understand that there's obviously like roots for everything, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about my day. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about, you know, the stuff I'm holding on to that happened this week, not the stuff I'm holding on to that happened back then. Yeah. And maybe that's really ignorant of me and I'm sure I'll get lots of DMs, but, um, for me, this is what yeah. works right now. I think, I think when it comes to, uh, I'm a big sport of therapy too. Um, finding a good therapist is like finding a life partner. It is hundred percent. There are different people out in this world. And when you look at, when you think back to all the people you've dated and been in relationships with and you know, you were into them, but it just didn't click. That is the same thing in the world of therapy. They can be a great therapist, but it just doesn't work. They can be traditional or non-traditional. It's just like, you got to find the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to to going to therapy, if you don't vibe with the first one, like don't necessarily give up on therapy altogether. Yeah. And it, yeah, it can be, it can be talking about your childhood or yeah. I I don't like when people think about like traditional therapy and that, that as the only root of therapy. I think it's just like whatever you feel you need to work on, that's what should be attended to. If it's your childhood, then focus on your childhood. If it's what happened today, focus on today. And there shouldn't be judgment around it either. I agree. I also have found a lot of comfort in cognitive behavioral therapy. One of my good friends is um, is a cognitive behavioral therapist, and I find that that gives me really like solid strategies to implement in a, in the moment. And I've talked about this also on Instagram, but just sort of like whatever negative sort of heading is taking over your day. So for me, it's often like I'm a terrible CEO, and Bolo is not a good facility. Like that's just like a really general thing to say, but like, let's say that's my biggest fear every day. And then cognitive behavioral therapy teaches you to come up with, you know, evidence for that thought and evidence against that thought. So for that thought would be like, we got bad feedback. Um, you know, a partnership fell through the sales in the cafe were bad today. Like, let's say those are the evidence, evidence for, you know, Bolo sucks. And then evidence against would be, we built this incredible community. The classes are always full. We get so much feedback that we're changing lives, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then usually, like, when you look at the evidence, the evidence against that negative thought is usually much longer than the evidence for it. And I do find that that's also something that gets me through. I've heard that CBT is, can be very helpful for body image struggles and also food insecurities. And it's something I've been thinking about doing but just have never actually followed through on it. Yeah. Because they are mostly very negative thoughts that end up having actual physical effects and impacts and to kind of go against those thoughts by yourself yeah is uh is sometimes successful and sometimes not and i've i've read some really powerful research on cbt so i might have to might have to hit I you up on that i would love to one. hear how you find it i think that definitely that would be an area where it would come so much in handy, just reminding yourself of all the ways that you're powerful, strong, amazing, beautiful, successful, all the things that matter. And on the, you know, evidence for a bad thought would be like, I ate a donut. And then on the other side is like, I'm beautiful, amazing, strong. I have great friends. I have great family. And like all the things that really matter that put things, 
put things like a donut into perspective. Yeah. Perspective is everything. It is. Everything. But it's hard. We're like, we have tunnel vision over these things, especially in our sensitive points. And I, mm-hmm. you know, have struggled in my life, of course, with body image. That's why Body Love Inc. exists. <laughs> um, it's the culmination of all the struggles that I've had to feel included, to feel, you know, to feel like I accept myself as I am and have other people do the same. Um, and I still struggle daily. You know, I think I've come a long way that I'm still in it just like everyone else will be to probably till the end of time. Um, and it's so crazy how like one little thing can ruin your entire day. Like, Girl. What power do we give this shit? We wouldn't give that power to anything or anyone else ever. And we give the power away so easily to a number on a scale, to a number on a pair of pants, to a number on how many calories we ate that day. And we let it suffocate us. It's actually, I have goosebumps. It's like, yeah, it's awful. And I'm, I'm there too. Like I'm right there. I, uh, and I like talking about it because I think it lessens its power over me at least um by like talking about it I'm like okay fine you're there but you know what it's not just gonna be you and me anymore and I like I'm more aware now of my triggers than I have been because I'm trying to be more self-aware and uh like doing what I do sometimes you know random packages will show up and it'll be let's say a pair of pants or a shirt or a bathing suit and uh people will send a certain size usually it's teeny tiny and I'm like oh yeah let's try it on I I didn't pay for this item I didn't pick it out at a store I haven't longed for it it just showed up and I'm trying it on I didn't think twice about it you know before I opened the box and yet I try it on and if it doesn't fit a certain way I am just crying and it has ruined my day and it affects the way I look at food for the rest of the day and the way I look at myself and the thoughts and it's just like whoa like that shouldn't happen and it does. Yeah, I get it. And I get it too because, you know, I'm sponsored by some amazing companies that send are so um, generous and send me things. And I have to be like, actually, like I'm a large in a bra because I have a, like, I have a strong rib cage. Mm-hmm. Like my core is strong. And I try to frame it that way instead of like, I used to be like, you know, I have back fat or whatever, you know, whatever shitty label I would put on it. Yeah. And as an athlete who's sponsored by athletic companies, it took a lot for me to actually send them a note and be like, hey, next time, like for the future, can you please send me a large? Because of all the athletes that they sponsor, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm probably the only person that's a large. And like, of course, that's not true. Yeah. A, it's stupid. But it's so, that voice is so loud. Yeah. I've gotten more comfortable with that. I now will, especially for athletic stuff, I'm like medium across the board. Medium, and if it's tight, large. Yeah. Because I know myself and I want to, if I'm going to wear it, I want to own it. I want to feel proud. I want to feel comfortable. I feel comfortable. Like why squeeze into something for a workout that is going to distract you from like how amazing it feels to move your body. And I love cute workout clothes. Like I'm a sucker. Like sometimes a cute workout outfit is what's going to get me there. And that might be vain. It might be superficial, but it makes me feel good. And it gets me out the door to a good sweat. I love it. Yeah. I love that. Like whatever makes you smile in the process. Um, One of the things, like you're really honest on social media. And I love that you're honest with uh, your health struggles and how some days tummy hands are moving you got good mobility in your joints and then other days your hands are so swollen you you feel like you're you're quite bloated your ankles and your joints are sore um 
like have have you been able to find a way to lessen those days and and like is it nutrition is it exercise because i'm sure there are other people who may have been undiagnosed with an inflammatory you know situation and just think i don't know this is just my body some days i look six months pregnant and some days yeah i got a flat tums and makes me so sad to think about that um so (laughs) i've been sick for a long time um and when I first started going to doctors and I started saying to them, like, this is not my body. I'm telling you, this is not my body. But I also had body dysmorphia. So, like, there was, there was like, a really weird line there where people wouldn't take me seriously. And I had to prove it to people, you know. And they would say things to me like, oh, you know, diet and exercise should help whatever you're feeling. And, but I was like, I'm a professional athlete. Like I was a competitive boxer at the time. I was like, diet and exercise, are you serious? Like, and you know, I was in and out of like periods of starving myself and over-exercising. So I was trying to get away from that and try to find balance. And they Mm -hmm. were telling me to do more of it in order to battle my inflammation, which is obviously not real. So I don't find exercise impacts me at all. I think it impacts my mental health and obviously keeps me strong. Uh, but definitely doesn't Im- impact my inflammation, which is unfortunate because if it did, then I would never be inflamed because yeah. I love moving my body. Um, and diet for sure plays a small role, um, like all the inflammatory markers like gluten and dairy and things like that um, definitely can increase. Also alcohol. Um, I find mostly it's the burnout and it's a sleep. It's very sleep dependent. Wow. So if I'm not getting enough sleep... Um, I will feel it. Stress is huge. So if I go through a stressful period, almost always it will be bookended by a bout of inflammation. So I was inflamed all last week. I was very open about it on social media. I felt like crap. Um, and I'm out of it now, but like that book ended a really stressful time. We were robbed for a second time. I had to let go of my first employee. I had a lot of sort of negativity at Bolo with some issues we were having. And it was sort of like, yep, like clockwork. Yeah, woke up, couldn't. Ugh, like as if you didn't have enough going on. Yeah, and it definitely doesn't make things easier. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very hard emotionally. And it's hard because of all the work that I do for my body and, and all the amazing things I put in it and all the amazing ways I move it and really how much I love it now. And then it kind of betrays me. And it's a really like upsetting feeling to feel like I'm, you know, if it's not easy for me to feel well with all that I do for myself, then it feels like a crapshoot. Yeah. And that mistrust in your own body is a really hard thing to kind of manage. Um, I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, and it, there's no, it doesn't feel like there's a rhyme or reason. Like, yeah, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. And, you know, I have my own issues. Lots of people have lots lots of issues that are way worse than what I deal with. So I never want to like sort of belittle that, but it does feel hard sometimes and it feels hard. I feel like sometimes I can't make plans for the future because I'm like, well, I don't want to go away when I'm not feeling well. And how do I know if I'm going to feel well? And I'm sort of like waiting for the perfect time to do things. And I feel like um, doing bolo was a moment in time where I was like, who cares what my body's doing? I'm going to go for it. Because if I had waited for a perfect time in my health, I never would have acted on anything. And certainly there are up days and down days. There are up months and down yeah. months. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad that I went ahead and, and, and acted on, on my dream and not let my health get in the way of doing things. Wow. Yeah. 
You're a star. You're an actual rock star. I don't know about that. Delicious. Can you sing or play music? Do instruments? I can do neither. Oh, my God. I used to be a singer. What? I studied voice in university. Okay, so studied voice, pro boxer, TV producer, and now bolo. (laughs) You've lived a lot of lives, I think. Yeah, but it's all those lives have led me exactly to where I am now. I think like when people are, I talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs or people who are in jobs and thinking about transitioning and it feels like such a big pivot or like, you know, letting go of one area of, of your life or one area of your expertise to move on to another. And I feel like nothing is a waste of time. Like do it all and take it with you and pinpoint all the areas that your former experience led you to have better perspective in whatever you're doing next. Ooh, yeah. deep, deep. Uh. Okay, before I let you go, I always ask everybody, what does healthy is hot mean to you? It can be a mantra, a phrase, a word, a feeling. Healthy is hot means being body intuitive, listening to what you need, physically, what you need emotionally, nourishing yourself with whatever your body wants in that moment and just accepting all those things as they are that day, not projecting forward and not beating yourself up about the past. No, you gotta, we got to print that down. <laughs> we got to print it. We got to post it on Bolo. Thank you so much. Thank you for the most delicious movie. This was fantastic. I think it was gone in about 30 seconds. Um, and if I ever see someone rob Bolo, I'm going to I'm going to drop kick someone. I actually would love drop to cut. see that. Yeah, I would. I would. Do not rob other people. That is mean. And that like is just small not businesses. Nice. There's a special place and in hell. And that's just rude. Just yeah. rude. Like, you know. Yeah. So F you, mister. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, <laughs> go get a great workout out of Bolo. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. It's this your Saturday. You get. You came on your off time, which means a lot. It, I actually couldn't think of a better way to spend an hour than with you. Thank you. And just like that, another episode of the Healthiest Hot Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. A huge thanks to the Thompson Hotel for hosting us today. So if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthiest Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.